you've got a car, something is wrong, okay? You bring it to the garage mechanic and say, fix the car. And he says, what's wrong? And he said, I don't know, you're the mechanic. It's impossible. So you need to say you're driving it. And you know what? Every so often, the, the, the wheel is locking or there is a bit of a bump or the car is smoking or, you know, something of that particular sort. So you need to know exactly what the problem is. And usually, this is my personal opinion, that with human beings, you know, we don't understand what our positives and negatives are. And if I don't know what my positive uh, positives and negatives are, how am I going to repair myself? How am I going to understand myself? Welcome back to another episode on Fight Joy with Joyan, the podcast that is all about helping you live and lead a life with joy. I'm your host, Joyan Chat, and every Wednesday we are giving you access to the world's best and brightest minds in their fields on our show. Listen in as these leaders impart their wisdom, inspiration, and stories to empower you to live joyfully with intention, passion, and purpose and celebrate the struggles and overcome the challenges we may face each day with the tools and insights that we are going to share with you. Whether you are looking to improve your relationship, find your passion, learn how to embrace the present moment, deepen your spiritual connection, or learn the magic of manifestation and law of attraction to attract more abundance, this podcast is here to guide you every step of the way. As your host, I am also challenging myself to dig deeper, to learn and unlearn and write along with you. We are not here to tell you how to live your life because it is your life. But this life is all that we have right now. So my friend, why not live our life to the fullest? So I hope these conversations and stories will guide and inspire you to live your life to your highest potential and a life that you are proud of as you continue to grow and evolve in your own journey. So if you are ready to start living a more passionate, purposeful and joyful life, join us every Wednesday on Find Joy with Joyanne for inspirational stories, powerful message, fun conversations and empowering thoughts with me and my special guests and friends. And now without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Joining us today is a surgeon and NHS clinical entrepreneur and a wellness coach with extensive knowledge helping people better their life. He's passionate for helping others shine through in his work to improve the health and wellness of entrepreneurs, professionals, and healthcare workers. Through writing, he hopes to reach more people around the globe and offer them powerful tools to take their physical and mental health into their own hands. Empowering others is a lifelong goal and one he's proud to be living every day. He currently resides in Birmingham in the UK and is married to his beloved wife. They have two accomplished children they are fiercely proud of and he's here today to help you live a better, healthier, fuller and happier life one day at a time. So ladies and gentlemen, help me and welcoming Dr. Kitty Mohoka. Hi Dr. Kitty, welcome to the show. Greetings, thank you very much for having me uh, uh, Joy, thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah, people call me Joy if you want to. That is easier for most people. And I'm really happy to have you on our show today to talk about burnout and how to find fulfillment in life and in our career. And I want to start with your book because that is basically the focus for our conversation um, today. Um, so your book, Prevent Burnout and Find Fulfillment, I want to know what inspired you to write this book. So, um, yeah, very good question. In fact, I am, am a surgeon of about 30 years of experience since I became a doctor. Um, I have done this uh, work and I've kind of helped people in my profession as well as some others who at some time in their life um, suffer with issues like stress and burnout and things like that. So I've been doing this work for almost about 20 years on a, on a fairly, fairly kind of pro bono basis. And it was during the COVID time that we had a huge amount of stress and the world was kind of, you know, virtually turning upside down. That was the time that I also met a few more colleagues. And in fact, the incidence of burnout at that particular time had risen significantly. So I did, I, you know, I've got a gift, I think a God's given gift of having empathy and I'm, you know, I, I stress very less. And, you know, I, I, I think I have been able to kind of help the colleagues. And I thought, you know, if I was to live on this face um, of this earth for another, say, 20, 30 years, I may be able to help another maybe 100 people, 200 people. If I was to write my book and if I was to pass my kind of message slightly wider, and if I was to able, you know, if I was able to help another thousand or 2000 or 5000, great. I mean, that would be life accomplished. So, yeah, the, the, the purpose of writing the book was to uh, spread the message far and wide because burnout or stress related to, to our kind of occupation or profession is, is unfortunately very common, much more commoner than what we think it is. And you write this book specifically for healthcare workers and medical professionals. Why do medics not report burnout? Why is okay. that? So, so two parts um, or to your question. The, one, the first one is, it is not specifically just for healthcare professionals. It's basically for everybody who is uh, working in the, in the front-facing occupation. So something like, uh, of course, healthcare professionals, but lawyers, um, uh, police people, teachers, um, other professionals, entrepreneurs, um, all of us who virtually face the humans uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, burnout is is faced by them. So my book is not specifically just for healthcare professionals, though I'm a healthcare professional and my experience is in that particular field, but I've you know helped other professionals in the field that I've mentioned. Uh, why do medics not report burnout? I don't know is the honest answer, but the guess is that you know being healthcare professionals, we think that we know ourselves very, very well. And you know what? so wrong we are um i feel um i feel we are very very able and trained to help everybody else who comes in our contact but the trouble is when it comes to ourselves we give very little time to us and hence we don't understand us so we would be able to um you know help the others who come in contact with us but then who cares for us? Who looks after us? I, I don't think that comes to us until the situation is far um, complex and advanced, uh, which is the reason why, I mean, the statistic in the US is that 
virtually one healthcare professional, physician, doctor, is committing suicide, one per day. And that's a staggering figure. Yes, that is a staggering figure. And that usually happens. And again, you know, this comes about in the in the society, in the press, uh, that, you know, people who unfortunately do succumb to this ghastly condition or, um, you know, they take their own lives. These are people who appear to be completely normal and they have never reported burnout. They've never reported stress. So, you know, my 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 plea is that anybody who is in this particular profession just needs to kind of have a health check. Look, we drive cars and we get our car checked out, what, once a year, twice a year, three times a year? What about us human beings? We are a human body. We do need to kind of look after us as well. So I think, you know, what my feeling is that everybody needs to kind of, you know, just basically look in words and try to help ourselves. You know, when we fly, the the air hostess or the hostess, uh, you know, these guys say basically, you know, put on your mask yourself first before you're trying to help your child. Um, it's the same thing in the healthcare profession as well. Um, you know, look after yourself first, and then you'll be able to better look after the others. Uh, and this goes in the wider other profession as well. Wow, yeah, that's so true. It's all about, you know, self-care, you know, caring for yourself. And so as a, because all these professions that you just mentioned, like lawyers, teachers, people who are facing human being of, you know, dealing with human being in their life, in their day-to-day life, it seems like people who are dealing with another human being, dealing with uh, human being issues, they are usually the one who stress a lot more <laughs> than people who are maybe dealing with a product or a computer, right? So um, why is that? Do you know, do you have a reason for that? Or Yes, yes. So very interesting question. And this is really I'm passionate about. I mean, this is to do with personality. Yeah, there are more than 250 different type of personalities in this particular world. Surprise, surprise. That's the reason why you will have Three children, if you have in the family, they were raised by the same father, the same mother, but they come out with very different personality. And, you know, why do people develop this personality is a topic beyond the kind of, you know, today's discussion. I could I could write another book on that. But to answer your question, it is personality that drives us. And if I was a certain personality and you are a certain personality, I have things that I'm very happy with and I'm unhappy with the, uh, with, with, with the certain others. It'll be exactly the same with you as well. And what happens is when we meet each other based upon how positive I am, how stressed I am, how happy I am, which side of the bed I got out um, of, and so on and so forth. And if I was a very, um, how should I put it diplomatically, if I was a very outgoing and an extrovert person, I'm going to be fairly fine. If I was a very negative person, And you might have the most positive vibes that I'm going to look at the world as the glass being half empty. I think my take on this is understand us. You know, today's science is um, so great that we can understand the human personality quite nicely. And my, you know, I do as part of, um, you know, my kind of wellness work, I do what is called as a six week burnout uh, freedom secrets course in which I virtually allow the, the, the person who's taking the course to understand their personality. Because believe you me, once you understand it, you kind of think, goodness me, why did I not know this until now? And to answer your question, if you know your personality, you will be able to help yourself even further. And that's basically what is the first kind of thing that I allow people and ask people to do is 
understand yourself because if you know where you are, that's when you will be able to know where you want to go or how to better yourself. Yeah, I love that. And I wanted to go back to something that you, you we talked about earlier, which is the self-care. You know, when when we are so busy with our life, you know, with our work or as entrepreneur, because I'm an entrepreneur, you know, how do we make sure that we we have time for ourselves? Because most of the time we don't, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, again, a brilliant question. Um, in my book, I write about my daily routine. Okay. And you know what? We have up to about maybe 5, 10, 7, 13, 15, whatever number of appointments with yeah. others. Yeah. How many appointments do you have with yourself? And if you don't, <laughs> book an appointment with yourself. And I do that. And I've got 10 appointments with myself on a daily basis. Okay. And, you know, I make it very clear in my in my book. And those, are, it doesn't take a lot of time. You just form a routine. The first appointment is first thing in the morning. It takes only one minute. But you make it a point and you just basically tell. And again, in my book, I've kind of talked about a term that I've coined myself called sensibiome, which is, you know, there's something called microbiome. We've got, you know, bugs in our gut and they decide the environment inside our our, our environment. In our head as well, we've got a, 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 a environment that we decide how good or how unhappy it needs to be. So I kind of usually say you've got a positive side, you've got a negative side. In the morning when I wake up, I talk to my positive guy and I say, you know what? You are in the driving seat and you're not going to allow any negative force to come into your, your day. Thank you very much for yesterday. Thank you very much for tomorrow. Gratitude and so on and so forth. So we are all busy. We all need to leave a mark on this earth. We want to help our family. We want to help everybody else. But you know what? Help ourselves first. And unless you carve a time for yourself that you need to say, look, this is my time. And the total time that I basically put for myself is one and a half hours. That's it. You got 24 hours. I sleep for about seven to eight hours. Out of that, after the seven to eight hours, of course, that is also time for yourself. But after seven to eight hours, the most productive time you have, if you want to better yourself, I think, you know, you need to give yourself about hour and a half. And I think if you do give yourself that amount of time, you would be more happier. You will be more happier. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you said we, we make appointments with our customers, our team, people, um, you know, but we don't make appointments with ourselves. I think that is going to be, an aha moment for so many people who are just like busy and they've forgotten about, you know, taking care of themselves and their well-being and which is why they they find themselves in a place where they're experiencing burnout and stress and sometimes it's often too late, right? In the very beginning, you also talk about that you actually, you are someone who stress very less. And so I want to know as a surgeon, entrepreneur, coach and husband and a father of two, did you personally experience burnout in the past and how did you overcome it look i'll tell you i'm a human being <laughs> and if you're a human being you will stress absolutely you will stress and have i been in situations like this before of course i have of course i have i mean during the covid time 2019 second wave my brother i you know i lost him 51 years of age i lost him um you know and that was a traumatic event for me but I have built resilience myself and I've, I've, I've kind of 
you know, known myself and that's through assessing my own personality. So when I know my personality, I know my values, I know what motivates me. And I virtually, when I'm in a situation of that particular type, I kind of sit myself down and I say, you know what, this is what is happening. That's real life stuff. There are two things that I can do. I can either sit down, hold my head in my hands and say, goodness me, what has happened? I don't know. And I'm going to just sit down and lay in the bed and do nothing. And that's not what I'm going to do. Mm. The other thing is, I'm going to make the best out of the situation and try and help myself and try help everybody else. Uh, and, and that's basically, you know, what is resilience? Resilience is basically you're bouncing out of a adverse type of situation, a, a really traumatic situation, an accident, something that you were not expecting. But when those type of things happen, majority of the human beings you know, balance it out and say, okay, well, you know, not, you know, I mean, it could be a bereavement, it could be failure, you could, you could, you could lose something, you could meet with an accident, and so on and so forth. But when these type of things happen, yeah, you, you, you can, you can succumb, you know, most of the worries that humans have about, I think, if I quote it right, it's about, about 90% of it will never happen. Yeah, we worry about we worry about the past, which we do not have any control over, mm. and the future, which nobody's seen. And what we do not do, what we do not do is 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 pay attention and worry worry about what is happening now. You know, I you know the easiest thing is to enjoy what is happening. I mean, I, you're, I, I I'm really loving this conversation because, you know, this is what is entirely in my control. I can have a fantastic chat. I could basically say, no, I don't want to talk. I want to say, yes, I want to talk more. I can't do anything about what happened yesterday. And I really do not have, you know, I'm not a mistake. I can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So resilience, and it's, it's a cultivated um, um, kind of um, um, task or, uh, or a character. Anybody can build resilience. And again, in, in, in my book, I make it a point about uh, resilience as well. And I think, you know, it, it is know your personality, assess what is important for you. And then, you know, resilience can be built. It is a learned skill. Okay, just could you share, of course, I will ask people to go and buy the book, but could you share just one, two, or maybe one tip of how do we build resilience in our day-to-day -day life, if you could have, you know, a tip for that? I think that would be helpful. Yeah. So, so again, I will take it to um, the first step, which is understand yourself. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, unfortunately, personality is what we are stuck with. I'm, I'm sorry to say that. And by it is said by the age of about three to seven, based upon, you know, which philosophy, which um, uh, science you read, our personalities are usually set by about seven, maximum 10 years of age. Now, unfortunately, and, you know, I use the personality assessment uh, technique called DISC, D-I-S-C. So there are four different um, characters. And if, say, for argument's sake, if I was a D, which is a bossy boots, if I say my way or highway, okay, if I was that of that particular type, you know what, I'm going to be a very result-driven person, but how many people are going to like me? Not too many. Mm. Now I need to know that now if I if I want to be a a results achiever but I'm not making I'm not making any friends I'm having loads of enemies I'm not going to be very happy. 
So what I would say is, if I know that this is what I am, but I'm a, I'm a good human being, you know what? Everybody on the face of this earth is in, in a, innately a fantastic human being. I think it's the circumstances, not knowing what ha what's happening, worrying about it too much and so on and so forth gives us the result. So what I say is assess who you are. Mm -hmm. You know that this is what you are like and this is what you want to go, you know, achieve. You know that there are some things that you can't. So say if I, let me say, if I was a bossy boots and I'm not, okay, thank uh, you. know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share that. So if I was a bossy boots and if I felt that, I have to achieve the results as much as possible and I'm not making too many friends. I could just cultivate a skill called listening, a skill called empathy, a, a, a skill called communication. And I could just basically say, if I was to develop these skills, I am a results achiever. I can't change that. But in the, in the meantime, I can ha you know, harness those characters and build my my personality even more. You know what people, you know, I I, I don't think the the real kind of you know bossy people are hated, but you can definitely develop the skill and make your life as well as some you know everybody else's life slightly better than what you what you can. Mm -hmm. So 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 understand who you are. That's the cardinal principle, and then you can manipulate. You know, say for argument's sake, one example is you got a car, something is wrong. Okay, you bring it to the garage mechanic and say, fix the car. And he says, what's wrong? And he said, I don't know. You're the mechanic. Yeah, it's impossible. So you need to say you're driving it. And you know what? Every so often the, the, the wheel is locking or there is a bit of a bump or the car is smoking or, you know, something of that particular sort. So you need to know exactly what the problem is. And usually this is my personal opinion that with human beings, you know, we don't understand what our positives and negatives are. And if I don't know what my positive uh, positives and negatives are, how am I going to repair myself? How am I going to understand myself? You know, awareness, mm. both internal and external is extremely important. So if I don't, if I'm not aware of my inner awareness of, you know, how I am, what are my negative traits? What are my positive traits? How can I, you know, so I'm a, I'm a doctor. I, I fiercely love what I do. And, and you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very uh, straight talker. And when I, when I see a patient, when I see a patient and when they ask me something, I just give them a straight answer. You know what? People love honesty. <laughs> they absolutely love honesty. Now, I know that I'm an empathetic person. I know that I'm doing the right thing. And if somebody asks me a question, I give them a honest and straight answer. I know myself. I know I'm, I'm, I'm good inside me. And I know that I'm helping people. Why am I worried about? You know what I mean? So what, what, I'm, what I'm kind of trying to do is I, I understood myself. So safe argument, say if I was a, a I'm, I'm, you know, this, 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 uh, if safe argument, say in the healthcare profession, if I was a very curt or very rude guy, and if I was talking to people in a very, uh, rude manner, you know, people won't like me. I won't have a practice. Mm. So if that was to be the case, I need to tone myself down. I'm not saying I'm that, but what I'm kind of, you know, saying is assess yourself. You know, the second person, you know, I mean, quite a few times, you know, there is also a saying that we don't like opinions. We don't like people to criticize us. Yeah. But there are several times it is a good human skill to have constructive criticisms. Mm. You know, it's important because that's how we, we learn. Of course, we don't need to live our life based upon, you know, what people think of us. 
um, you know, that's not what this is all about. But if, you know, I mean, my, my, my dad used to say that, you know what, if five people are saying something bad about you, yeah. you need to listen, you need to listen. You, you, you can't say my way or highway, because at the end of the day, you might be left alone. That's so true. Yeah, I love that. I love everything you just said. And I also love that you, you talk about how our cars, are, you know, have some issues and we bring them to the mechanics, you know, that. And so when it comes to burnout, how do we know what are some of the signs that we need to watch out for if we are to know that we are, we are actually experiencing burnout? What are some of the signs? Yeah. Um, so in in um, the um, in the different literatures, um, healthcare or legal or teaching or other front facing occupations or entrepreneurs, based upon different uh, literatures, about sixty to there is a, um, a book which says about seventy seven percent of people are burnt out. Mm, wow! Now, what that basically means is that. Seven out of 10, seven out of 10 people will experience burnout. What my, so I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Mm. So if somebody's burnt out, if somebody's stressed and depressed, they are beyond me. What I, what I say, what I say is, you know what? I can help people prevent burnout. That's the title of my book, prevent burnout. Don't go into it. Yeah. So what my book kind of tells you, or what my six week uh, course tells people is, that there are certain ways in which you can lead your life. There are certain ways in which you can live your personal life. There are certain ways in which you can live your parental life with your kids and things. And these are skills that you can learn. So if you were to realize what needs to be the case, you know, again, I bring it to the car. You know, you buy a car and in the car, there is an airbag. Yeah. The airbag is there so that in case there's an accident, it'll blow out and it'll it'll help you. Yeah. So that's if you like the 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 shall we say in a loose term skill of the car that if something happens, this will pop out and it'll save me. Mm. So what I'm kind of saying is there are ten characters that you need to have. One of that one of that is resilience. If you're resilient and you have a issue, suddenly your resilience springs up. Right. And you avoid burnout. So what I'm saying is don't get burnt out. Have those characters built in your personality. And if you have that, it is very, very difficult to get burnt out. You know, I mean, everybody gets stressed. One of your questions was, do you get stressed? Of course I do get stressed. You know, I raised two beautiful children. And while raising children, I've got a third child who's a furry friend, my doggy. He is fantastic. You know, he doesn't trouble me. He doesn't ask for anything. He doesn't stress me. But the the, the, the life is such that, yeah, everybody will be stressed. But if you have these type of um, these type of characters inbuilt into your personality, it becomes it becomes relatively easy to spring back from adversity, which is basically called resilience. And it is a learner skill. I keep talking. I, I feel there are some people. I mean, the other day I was I was doing an operation and, um, you know, the the the. Uh, situation was slightly stressful because one of the one of the uh, one of the instrument was not working in the in the in the right fashion and I just basically coolly I said look replace it let's do this let's do that so on and so forth and we had a fantastic outcome and the nurse came out and she said Mr. Maholkar surgeons in the UK are called Mr. rather than doctor so she said Mr. Maholkar you know I thought 
you would really lose your head because because the instrument was not working, the second one was not working, and so on and so forth. And I said, look, yeah, I mean, I could have done that, but what would have I achieved by doing that? I mean, all I did was patiently waited for what? Maybe about three, maybe four, maybe five minutes, and everything was sorted out. I didn't stress myself. I didn't stress my my nurse who's doing her level best. And finally, I've got the responsibility to look, uh, of looking after my patient. So if I was to get stressed, I'm not helping myself. I'm not helping the nurse who's trying to help me. And at the end, I'm not helping my helping my patient who's trusted his or her life um, with me. So yeah, it, there's, there's, there's absolutely no point in kind of stressing and making life miserable. Yeah, that's so true. So what what are the things that people usually do? What are the common mistakes, I would say, that people do to make things even worse, like addictions, like drinking, smoking, things like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. So so if you if you if you stress too much, and again, this is seen in the burnt out population that they will have bad relationships, mm-hmm. they will have they will have uh, drinking problems, uh, you know, drugs. They, they probably will go away from their work and they become, you know, the, 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 the thing is called depersonalization. So you're virtually so detached from the reality that you start to hate. So in the morning when I wake up, if I was to say, oh, goodness me, this is another day, I don't want to go to work. You know, mm-hmm. if something of that particular sort happens, you know, that's a very big alarm bell ringing. That's a very big alarm bell ring. If you feel tired all the time, if you feel tired all the time, now, you know, every day, if you're kind of working really hard and you get tired and you basically rest adequately and wake up in the morning and everything is fine, that's a different story. So, so you know, either you're, you're kind of, you know, you're very cynical at work, you're detaching yourself, you're not socializing, you're, you're fighting with people, you're, you're becoming rude, you're comparing yourself to everybody else. You know, that's the worst trait, I think, like in, in, again, in my book, I refer to that particular fact of comparing people. I mean, say for argument's sake, there's a lawyer who basically starts his practice and he kind of says, goodness me, I've started my chamber, but the next door chamber is much bigger than me. When am I going to reach his particular level? Ah, that's the worst thing one can do. You know, the, the better thing can be is, you know what, that lawyer has a fantastic practice. Why does he have that practice? His practice is good because he's a patient listener. He doesn't snap. He really helps. You know what? I want to hone that skill. Mm. And you know what? I'm a competitive individual. I will make that skill even better in myself. And you know what? If you do that, your practice would be better than the next door neighbor. So that would be a better way to get the skill that you want to get rather than kind of being jealous of. And I do say that with a, a significant amount of conviction. You know, jealousy is something that you know, unfortunate human beings have. And that's kind of um, a reflection of, um, shall I say, um, shall I say, um, you know, if you're not confident, if you're not confident, if you don't have, you know, um, faith in yourself, um, you know, that's basically when, you know, things like jealousy come out um, as compared to, or you start to basically compare people. You, you, You start comparing yourself to somebody else. Um, oh, he has a better car than me. He has a better um, uh, you know, house than me. He's got a better post than me. He's liked by somebody else more than me. Uh, uh, you know, again, that's a waste of time. That's a waste of time. I think, you know, learning from, you know, take again, another, this is, this is what my mum used to say, take a good leaf out of everybody's book. Wow. Yeah. Take a leaf out of everybody's life and, you know, hone it yourself. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, again, these are kind of all, 
you know, um, kind of, you know, wisdom generating kind of, you know, uh, chats, if you like. But, but you know, and I, I, I do, you know, try and practice as much as what I say as I, as I, um, as I, as I talk, as well as I've said in the, in the book, and I'm kind of still learning, you know, I'm still learning. And this is kind of, you know, I mean, you know, the day when you say, you know what, I've accomplished everything and I've learned everything and there's nothing more to learn. I think that's very close to the end of you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we are always learning, we are always growing as human being, right? And thank you so much for that and all your wisdom. And the last thing that I will talk to you about is about finding fulfillment. Because I see so many people, they are spending so much time working and just working and they are not even fulfilled at the end of the day or they are miserable or they are depressed you know and because i know that is also one of the uh, one of the things that you emphasize a lot on uh, in your book so can you elaborate on how we can identify and pursue activities that really bring us a sense of purpose and meaning and fulfillment in our life and career so um so a, a question I, I would like to ask you and in fact ask the listeners is do you know what is the, the the richest place on this planet? The richest place on this planet is the graveyard. Mm. And why is it rich? Because there are plenty of, plenty of, plenty of dreams that have been buried. They never came to life. Yeah. So, you know, I feel you have to dream big. Dream big so that when you dream it, you say, goodness me, have I lost my mind? How am I looking at that? My kids, you know, that's exactly what I what I said. You know, if you dream, of course, they need to be realistic. If they say, you know what, I want to go to the moon and buy a candy, that's not going to happen. So you need to be realistic, but you need to dream big. And you need to, you, you need to respect what you want and, and, and go for it yourself. You need to be free. You know, you need to be free and you need to have self-confidence for fulfillment, it is important to assess what success is. Success is not financial success. Success is not just achieving your job. It, it's basically a continuum. You need to, and success is, today I want this, tomorrow I get it. My aspiration will increase to something else. So success is never, I've achieved it, I'm successful. It's basically a continuum. So again, you know, people may be very, very prosperous and rich, but inside themselves, they'll be very unhappy. And that usually happens because, you know, either they don't have a purpose, they don't know what they are fighting for. You know, there are four or five human needs. You know, there's certainty, there is love, there is, um, um, there is um, uh, you know, confidence. You know, most of the human needs are such that every person will need something or the other in it. And if you don't know your purpose, if you don't know your why, which is what you know, Simon Sinek says that, um, it, it's extremely important to identify that. And that can be very nicely crafted by you know, the first step of my kind of course, which is basically know yourself. So what happens then is that you, you know your personality, you know your values, you know what motivates you, and that basically defines what you want to do and where you want to go to. So I kind of virtually say, you know what, take this course and you will basically find a version two of yourself. So fulfillment is assess yourself. If you want to change things, pivot, you know, changes are always quite difficult. Again, it's a learned skill. 
you can change if you want to, because naturally, if, if you're kind of reading this, listening to listening to the podcast or reading my book, there's something that you want to change. And if something you want to change is what is in your mind, that change needs to happen. I'm a serial procrastinator. You know, I used to I used to kind of you know, sit on it for dogs number of years. And I, I, I basically kind of pivoted and I said, look, this is not working. I have to change. And I basically said, OK, well, I want to get it out in the world. I will continue finessing it, including my book. It's taken me about six years to basically kind of get it, get it out. So I've honed it and I've skilled it and I've edited it and I've rewritten it and so on and so forth. So, you know, I mean, I'm learning and so is everybody else. And I think the most important thing to achieve fulfillment, I'll kind of, you know, say in a succinct fashion is, you know, enjoy you know passion is important if you work to work for your passion work doesn't remain work it becomes love you know in healthcare i love absolutely what i do when i kind of develop this kind of passion for coaching i really love it you know i'm kind of you know really liking this conversation if i am with somebody and i do kind of one to one coaching as well uh, because in the healthcare space some people don't want to be with you know in a group kind of uh, situation as mm -hmm. such and when I kind of talk to them, you know, my, my, my empathy really starts to exude. And I just basically kind of say, you know, it's, it's a very easy thing to do because if you, if you do something for passion, um, you, you will, you will never be unhappy. And again, it's, a, it's difficult at times to find what you're passionate about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, a lot of people, they will be, yeah, there's a question that they will be asking themselves, but I don't even know what I'm passionate about or what if my passion isn't really making me money you know i need you know isn't yeah, yeah. so so two things um you, you asked one thing is I'll, I'll 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 tell you about um last week yes i was talking to a, a young lady who's about 17 she wants to be very successful mm. she's a very very confident girl but does not know what she wants to do okay okay now, brilliant example, and it is fantastically possible to just basically take her through uh, the two, three, four steps of my kind of, you know, coaching what I do. And I say, okay, well, what are your passions? What do you love? And there's a, there's a, there's a four, five, six step process I, I basically come to, um, uh, you know, take people through. And at the end of that particular, what, about hour and a half conversation, she drilled it down to about three jobs that she could do okay so i've said basically go home think about it and we have another conversation one more so that out of the three you can't be a lawyer and a doctor and a policeman at the same time yeah so you need to basically kind of choose something so so then our next conversation would be um that we would be sitting with her and she will say you know what yes i like the three but that is good. This is fantastic. And you know what? I think that is absolutely good. And this is exactly what, what I've done with my kind of, you know, kids as well. Never have I said, do this. You know, I'm a, I'm a Indian doctor. Um, and usually, historically, it used to be, if I'm an Indian doctor, my kids need to be doctors. Of course not. Of course not. You know, they're human beings. They've got their own life. I've got my dreams and they, you know, I fulfill. Otherwise, they go in the grave with me. You know, I don't need my kids to basically say, you live your life and get my dreams into reality. If they do it, it's, it's their own uh, kind of, you know, uh, perspective as such. But, but, um, but if, if, if they were to be allowed to live their own life, I think they, 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 are, they are so, so happy. So, so happy. Sorry, you had a second part to that question. 
which I... What if my passion isn't making me money? I want to do what I love, but you know. Yes, yes. So on that particular task, uh, you know, one part, in in fact, the last chapter of my book is side gig. So side gig is, I love what I do, but I have passion in something else as well. And our values will change. Our values change from today to tomorrow to the day, uh, day after tomorrow. It is my personal opinion that when you reach a certain age, you know, you've achieved something, you, you, you want to achieve something else. And I'm not saying that one profession should be all that you live and die by. So, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a surgeon and I'm never changed until, until my hands, you know, stop working. I'm not going to give up my surgeon job. But in addition to that, I've got several other passions. You know, I like cycling. I love music. I I, I develop computer uh, uh, computer software. Um, I write books. I write courses. I um uh, you know I have developed a surgical instrument. So I've got several other passions. So what I you know naturally focus is very important, and I've done this throughout my life. Um, so what I would say to people if they don't know whether their passion is kind of making them you know kind of successful as such is assess what you are doing that for. What is your why? If you're just doing something to make money, you know what, Joy? They will never be successful. I think if you were to say, I want to make money and hence I want to do this, you will never get there. Instead, I'll give you an example. So say for argument's sake, a mechanic basically say, you know what, I want to run the shop only to make money. But the guy just basically does not do a very good job at all. As compared to, he says, you know what? I'm a very skilled mechanic. If somebody comes to me, I am really going to blow them off with the service that I offer that I'll be, I'll be simple because, you know, when the car is broken down, I'm not very happy saying, you know what, mechanic, very happy I am. My car is broken down. Can you fix it? I'm sitting here and sipping a cup of coffee. No, I'm stressed out. So, you know, and I do have the reason I bring it up is, you know, I have a mechanic. When I go in there, the first thing he says, how's your day? <laughs> yeah, it completely, you know, allays my anxiety. He says, you know what, have a seat. Let me check out what's happening with the car. And then he basically gets on with his job and never have I had this particular problem of goodness me, he doesn't know what is happening and I'm going to take it to a different kind of, you know, place. I say. So, so all in all, it is, you know, the, the, pur- the purpose is extremely important. If I know what my purpose is, so that car mechanics purpose is that he is providing a fantastic service. Is he doing a good job? Of course, he's doing a good job. Now, what is happening as a byproduct? He's a real busy guy. Right. His yeah. his his yeah. his business is very successful. Is he is he monetarily happy? I'm sure he is happy. I'm sure he's happy. He's not the cheapest of the guy to get your car repaired. But people know that he's a guy who's a very good guy to talk to. He will sort you out completely. He will never rip you off. He will not do things that your car doesn't need. Yeah. You know those type of things. So you know, have your purpose. Help people help people and i think whatever you're trying to do um will kind of you know work out at the end yeah it's so true because money is always a byproduct money shouldn't be the motivation right yeah this has been a very delightful conversation thank you so much for taking your time out i'm sure you are busy um to share your experience your wisdom with you know our listeners today and we are gonna end with our final five rapid fire questions so every okay. question has to be answered in one word or one sentence maximum because it's rapid fire. Right. Are you ready? Absolutely ready. Okay. The first question is, what is one thing you wish you knew earlier? Um, 
wisdom. Beautiful. Second question. If you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? Nothing. I love that. That was fast. Third question. What is something you're trying to learn or curious about right now? I want, I'm a voracious reader, reading. Wow. If I have five minutes and the whole world was listening to you, what would you say? Guys, love yourself. It is worth it. I love that. The last question is, what brings you joy? If I help somebody else and if somebody else says thank you, that brings me joy. Beautiful. My, my, my predominant thing is I want to help people. Mm. which 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 brings them joy and which brings me joy. Yeah, thank you so much. And I now tell my listeners where they can find you online if they want to get to know you more or get the book. Um, and I know you have a mission for your book as well. So if you want to share that with my listeners, that would be helpful. Uh, yes, so my uh, website is called fulfilledcareers.com. Mm. So the link would be available um, at, the, at the bottom of the podcast. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm kind of running a charity drive again, you know, when the book is going to be released, it will be released next week. And we are doing a drive for the first, um, I think it is going to be two weeks is what my publisher says, but, uh, we're doing a charity drive. The, the ebook is going to be available for as cheap as I can. My publisher doesn't allow me to, um, you know, lower it down, uh, any further. Um, so it'll be for the cheapest price that I can put it up and, this the, the proceeds during the launch a week or two weeks time are all going to go uh, to charity uh, I'm, I'm launching this book internationally um, my intention is that as many people read as possible i'll share one example um you know one of the editors the professional editors that i basically used to edit my book uh, kind of said you know what i'm going to gift this to my doctor because i know i know the poor soul is working so hard and I think he may be burnt out, but he doesn't think he is. <laughs> I'm just going to give this book to somebody. And I, I feel, I feel we healthcare professionals do not think that we are stressed. You know what? When 70% or 50% or 40%, whichever literature you look at, if those many people are burnt out, you know what? I think they will at least learn one thing from that particular book. And if the book is at a dirt throwaway cheap price, yeah. you know, do charity. This is not going to be in, uh, in, in my kind of pocket as such. It will be all donated to charity. It will be available on Amazon. Um, and the link will be available on my website, fulfilledcareers.com. All right. Yeah, thank you so much for doing that. I'm going to get a book for sure. And I'm going to think who in my life are healthcare professionals or who people who are experiencing burnout and they don't think they are experiencing burnout, I'm going to give the book to them as a gift. And thank you so much for, again, for your time and your wisdom today. And guys, I hope you'll find today's episode extremely helpful and go get this book. You can discover more tips and insights on overcoming burnout and finding fulfillment in your career and your life. You'll find all the links in the show notes below and follow me at joanne.chan on Instagram. If you are not, um, if you haven't followed me already and if you haven't subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode coming every Wednesday and I will always leave you the same way as I leave you with every other episode show up the world needs you and you need you thanks for listening and I wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead
Thank you again for tuning to Find Joy with Julian podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support this podcast in one of three ways. One, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your IG story and tag me at findjoyjoyan underscore podcast so I can repost and connect with you. Two, share this podcast with a friend or a family member. And three, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and reach more listeners worldwide. Make sure you also subscribe so you don't miss out on any episode coming Wednesday. Thanks for being here and I will see you soon in the next episode.